coming up on this week's podcast, talking points on relegation battle in the Premier League and a promotion in the Championship. This week's quiz is for Liam, and there's more wonders of white and a who am I with a twist, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as always. Hello, Liam. Good evening, Chris. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> was, was confident of third probably two weeks ago. Not A little so less confident at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know we're going to get onto it a little bit more later, but that was a bit of a shock. I've got to be honest. I, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, but in fact, most of this weekend's results I didn't see coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I sat through 90 minutes of drivel, if I'm honest. Um, but we're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about Everton and talking points. So I'm sure it will um, it will come up. Um, but um, I hope they get relegated. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll go into this week's talking points. And we are going to talk about the relegation battle um, in the Premier League. Um, obviously, Norwich and Watford are down already. But there is... Probably now three teams, I would say, that are sort of scrapping not to be um, sent down now. Um, I think Burnley, Leeds and Everton, I, would you agree, are the three yeah. teams that are going to be... Um, I think so. It looks like out. one from those three. I'm just, yeah. um, to sort of sum up where we are at the moment, um, we obviously... I'm going to include the weekend's games in them. So, obviously, Burnley, Burnley coming from behind to beat Watford. So, they're now 16th on 34 points, level with Leeds. Everton, who looks to be down and out, but somehow managed to win against Chelsea, are now 18th on 32 points with a game in hand. Yeah. So, win that and they're one point clear. It's, it's anyone's guess now, yeah. I think. So, um. Obviously, your team Villa have got quite a big part to play in this because um, you are play. You still have to play Burnley twice yes. um, this season, and Burnley have played Tottenham and Newcastle. Um, but it, it's Leeds' games. I think to me, on paper, look like the hardest yeah. run in. With they've got Arsenal and then Chelsea, and then Brighton, Brighton and Brentford are never easy games. So. Um, and Everton have got that sort of cushion with um, an extra game in hand. And they, they play Leicester, who aren't playing particularly great at the moment. They play Watford as well. Um, they also play Brentford and Arsenal as well. Um, but, it, it, it's you know, it is, it is tied up to be quite an eventful like, last sort of four games for the three teams. And you have to say at the moment, advantage is probably with Burnley, obviously being... Um, a few points clear, and they have momentum on their side at the moment. Obviously, since the sacking of Sean Dyche, they've actually started, started winning games and started playing really well. Um, yeah, I think I'm looking now as well at goal difference, and obviously Leeds have got the worst, haven't they? Got the worst, I think the worst yeah. the league bar Norwich. So it's going to be worth an extra point at the end of the season, I think. Um, I'm looking at their run-ins. Arsenal are going to have a big say. In, yeah, in who goes down as well. They're playing Everton and they're playing Leeds. Um, Everton Arsenal is the last game of the season as well. So I think a lot will depend on whether Arsenal have fourth 
wrapped up, whether they need three points to get there at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, if if they're out of the reckoning and and, and they put out a, a younger side maybe or a reserve side or something, that will obviously favour Everton. But that, that's not looking likely either. It's looking like that's going to go to the final day. So you, I'm looking at those results and I'm I'm wondering where Leeds are going to get any points, if I'm being honest. I mean, they'll they'll look at the Brighton game and think they might be able to get something from it. They'll look at probably Brentford and think they might be able to, but I've got to be honest, I can't I can't see them getting points from any of their four games. I can see Everton beating Watford and maybe getting a result against Palace at home, mm. depending on how the Goodison Park are, whether they're in, in good mood. I mean, I think a lot of what helped at the weekend was the atmosphere in that stadium. Yeah, We've said it before, Goodison Park is one of those old stadiums where for an opposition, you, you don't really want to play there when the, the crowd are fully behind the home side. It's going to be really tough. And if, I, if I'm being honest, I mean, above Burnley at the minute are Southampton. Now, they're six points ahead of Burnley. The way that Burnley are going at the minute, Villa always lose to Burnley at least once. There's three points. Burnley are going to fancy getting some points from Spurs and Newcastle, I think. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them close to Southampton. I don't think Southampton are in trouble, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them close to Southampton. I mean, six points in it. I think they could probably at least close the gap a little bit the way they've been playing. But, uh, yeah, I think it's between Everton and Leeds. And personally, if I had to put money on any one of those three, I'd say it's Leeds at the minute. I would would agree. I think out of the three, I just... I just think they haven't really been playing that well. Um, well neither of Everton or Burnley, really. But you know, you saw you know some fight in Burnley in the past sort of three, four weeks, and Everton seemed to win the games that they probably should be losing, and then lose the games they probably should be winning. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Everton play live probably three times this year, this season. Um, on TV, they drew with Chelsea one all. They beat Man United one nil, and they beat Chelsea one nil. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think more of the performances from them, like like Sunday, and I, I think they'll be safe. I I kind of did a few calculations. I think that Burnley will get six points from the last four games. Leeds, I've got getting one point, and Everton, I've got getting nine points. Um, so. Yeah. For me, I, 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 you know, I, it's, it's a bit of a strange one because I don't think Leeds were ever really in the sort of reckoning on anyone's radar, really, to, to go down. Um, For a long time. I think, obviously, they got rid of Bielsa quite a while ago. They had a little bit of a bounce in performance, I would say, if not fully in results. They're not shipping as many goals as they probably were under Bielsa. Yeah, but they've um, Calvin Phillips has obviously come back into the side now, but they're still without Bamford. The defence is still shaky. If they're not conceding four goals a game, they're conceding two goals a game. So it's getting better, but I don't think it's going to get better in time for them to stay up. I just I can't see them getting. I mean, Arsenal away. Arsenal are a funny side, aren't they? They they. When they're good, they look really good this season. Uh, yeah. When they're bad, they, they, they could lose to anybody. 
you'd fancy Chelsea to win at Leeds, but then again, you would have fancied Chelsea to win at Everton as well. Um, but I think with you still having something to play for now that you know third isn't completely tied up, I, I can see stronger performances come in. Yeah. Brighton are hard to score against, although they don't score many themselves, but if they're going to score against anyone, it probably would be a Leeds defence. And then Brentford, Brentford are you know, well-organised and they're the kind of team that I just can't see Leeds getting anything from. So... It's going to be it's going to be very difficult for them, but whichever one of those two, and I, and I think it is one of Everton or Leeds, whichever one goes down, they've got some big players to sell probably in summer. Yeah, Bamford and Phillips moving, probably Medley, I would imagine, would move from Leeds. Everton will obviously have Richarlison, um, Deli Alley, whether he's signed or, or not. Calvert Lewin. What will happen? Calvert Lewin, Michael Keane, Jordan Pickford will probably all be looking to move. So it's going to be. think, you think Jordan Pickford would have to move, really, wouldn't he? Obviously, with the World Cup coming yeah. up. Yeah, I just, I, I wouldn't have predicted either of these two sides to be down. No. Yeah, at the minute. It's, uh, it's, it has been a bit of a shocking season <laughs> for both of them. One of them I'm quite enjoying, to be honest. I'm not going to say which. I'll let you guess which which of those teams I'm enjoying seeing at the bottom. But it's not Burnley and it's definitely not Everton. No. Uh, so, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, whichever one goes down, you have to imagine they're, they, they're going to get rid of a lot of players and uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting championship season for whichever one does. Cool. Well, speaking of championship, we're, we're going to move over to there now and, and, and look at sort of the promotion um, chances of some of the teams in there. Um, Fulham obviously up already, as are Bournemouth as of tonight. They've beaten Nottingham Forest 1-0. Um, obviously, Fulham have, have just completely ended up running away with it, scoring 106 goals. Um, Mitrovic getting, I think, 43 of those, which is absolutely unbelievable, really, when you, when you think about it. Um, but it's the it's the playoff place, the, the the last two sort of playoff places, which are the ones that are still up for grabs, um, with Sheffield United, Luton, and Middlesbrough. Um, fighting for those two last places and Middlesbrough being the, the one team that are just outside at the moment. Um Luton yesterday as well. It was a heavy defeat for them, losing seven nil to Fulham. And their goal uh, was looking good as well. They were, yeah, they're, they're down to single single digits now I think on, yeah. on goal difference. So um it will be um obviously Fulham and Bournemouth are probably the two that we expected at the start of the season to probably be going straight back up. West Brom probably in and around that, but they haven't really looked anything like um, any good really since Steve Bruce took over. They've probably been worse actually under Steve Bruce than, than what they were before that. Um, but you've got Sheffield United. Um, they've all got one game to play. Sheffield United have got to play Fulham um, on the last day of the season. Um, so, I, you know, I I'm not saying Fulham are gonna not gonna be going for that game, but obviously they've 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 their season's done and they're already up. They've already won the league, so they've got nothing to play for. Luton are playing Reading, and Middlesbrough are playing Preston North End. So you know it's going to be very very close, and and I, I think it will probably stay as they are. I think Luton will, will would have had a bit of a shock after that result yesterday. Um, um, but I did I did read that they are they are missing quite a few of their key players in defence and midfield. So 
Um, apparently he is, you know, he is having to throw some of the players that haven't played a huge amount of minutes this season into the last couple of games. And then obviously for them, Luton, we spoke about them the other week. Um, you know, it would be really good to see them obviously in the Premier League, but they are going to have to get some of their big players back, um, before, if they make the playoffs, before the playoff semi-final. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's always interesting to chat because there's so many good teams in that league, isn't there? There is. It's, it has been a, a strong league this year, and actually, so has League One. I mean, the, some of the teams in League One this season were Premier League teams, like good yeah. Premier League teams, not even 10 years ago. But yeah, to have, I think we all expected Fulham, Fulham and Bournemouth to be up there. Obviously, West Brom, like you say, big club. I would have expected them to have been in and around the playoffs yeah. at the start of the season. Didn't work out for them, obviously. Their new manager took charge, wasn't the greatest start, and then it hasn't really kicked on since Steve Bruce um, came in anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been quite close. I think there's been a few teams that were looking for, to get into that player position that have maybe just dropped form at the wrong time towards the end of the season. I know Blackburn were up there for quite a long time. Millwall, Millwall was well, one of them. Um, they were mathematically in a run. And, but it's 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 an outside yeah. basically all the teams above them to lose and to win quite handsomely uh, themselves. So I don't think that's quite going to happen. But they've been up and around it throughout most of the season. Um, I, I think QPR and Coventry both had really good starts to the season. I remember them being in, in and around the playoffs come the new year. They seem to have petered off a little bit. But you're looking at that. I'm looking at that table now. Stoke City mid-table probably would have fancied them to have had a better season than they've had. Maybe not to quite go up, but to certainly be nearer the playoffs than they are. And for teams like Cardiff to be really struggling at the bottom, I mean, it wasn't long ago that they were in the Premier League themselves. They're a relatively strong, well-organised team. I know they're probably not the same as what they used to be. You've got Swansea down there as well, to mention the other the other Welsh club. It, it's... It was very, very tight for quite a long time. I mean, even now, I'm looking at the uh, table and, and Blackpool are 16th on 60 points. Middlesbrough are 7th on 70. So, mm. one huge, a, a good run towards the end of the season and any one of those teams in the middle of those lot would have had a chance to have, have gone um, for the playoffs. I think, I think the run actually was Nottingham Forest. They were obviously on a really good run until they lost this evening. Huddersfield have been on a good run and Sealed their place in the in the playoffs, but um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be quite difficult, I think, for the playoffs because yeah, that I'd say if Luton get it, the last place that you would probably want to go to in a midweek evening fixture in the playoffs is probably Kenilworth Road. I think that's the one that everybody would want to avoid. Yeah, if it right. um, if it stays as it is, it would Forest would play um, Luton. And Huddersfield yeah. will play Sheffield um, United, so um, I think a lot of I think the favourites will probably be Nottingham Forest, you know, having think, just missed yeah. out. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't be surprised. If... Uh, you, you, you've got to look at Forest, and I think they're a, a good team, and they're a young team as well. A lot of their um, standout players this year are all they were um, under, I think, most of them. So um, yeah, I, I think if they were to 
come up, I think that um, if they could keep those that core of young players, it, it will serve them well for the future. Whether it'll be enough to keep them in the Premier League if they were to get there, but certainly the future looks bright for them. Well, the, the, when um, Stephen Cooper took them over, they were bottom of the league um, yeah. at the start of the season. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the turnaround that they've had is, is just, not, well, it's just huge, isn't it? It's just unbelievable. Well, you know, I think after eight, nine games, they, they were bottom of the league of about two, three points, I think. So, um, yeah, so they've literally come from nowhere. And obviously, if you were a Forest fan after nine games seeing that, you probably would be thinking of relegation more than promotion. So, I mean, that just goes to show how good the championship is. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be close. I, I think that Luton and Sheffield United will get the other two places. Um, but we will have to have to wait and see. Um, who who, who so, out of the candidates do you want to come up? Is it Luton, I'd imagine? Yeah, I think just just because of the season that they had, they've had. Like Nathan Jones was, he got ma- uh, manager of the season, mm-hmm. um, and the, the budget that they have compared to you know the the teams in and around them in that playoff is is is, is minuscule. Yeah, you know, they've. They've got the best out of sort of ex Premier League players who have got you know maybe two three years left of, of their playing career. So um, you know he's had to be he's had to be quite frugal with with the money that he's had and and the money that he has had. It, it seems to have paid off with the players that he's brought in. So um, I think I think if you run a poll, I think. You know, a poll of um, supporters who didn't support any of those four clubs in the playoffs. I think the majority would be wanting Luton to go up. So I'm I'm quite torn because you're right. I, we all love an underdog, and I do want Luton to go up. But it would be nice to see Nottingham Forest. You know, with the the history, obviously they're a big club, yeah. suffered for quite some time in the in the second and third tier. To sort of get them back up mm-hmm. uh, would be quite nice to see, but. Yeah, on the other hand, to get a team like Luton who have come, let's face it, they've come from non-league and, and worked their way back up, you know, from, from nothing really. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. I always love the playoffs, even yeah. when they took part in it. You know, it's the most nerve-wracking games when, you, when your team is a part of it, but there's nothing quite like the playoffs. It's not quite cup football, not quite league football. It's something totally different. And um, Yeah, well, well, luckily, like, you know, Seven eight years ago, when Yeovil were actually a half decent team, they weren't mid table nationally. Um, I got to see a few playoff games. I got to see them when they got to the playoff final in League One in two thousand and seven, I think it was. Um, and they played they played Nottingham Forest in the um, in in that playoff. I think they lost the first leg like. 2-0 I think it was but ended up winning 5-3 um, second leg so and then they played back Blackpool in the playoff final and lost 2-0 and then the season after that was when Blackpool went to the Premier League yeah and then yeah and then um, not too long ago it seems like a long time ago but it's obviously to where they are now Saw them play Sheffield United in the League One playoff, and 
again, they lost 1-0 at Sheffield United, but then won 2-0 at Hewish Park. I've ne- never, ever seen a crowd like it when um, when they, when Yeovil scored the second. Um, it was Ed Upson who scored the second. It was a header. And okay. I, was in the ter- I was in the terrace standing behind the goal, and it went absolutely crazy. And then we obviously got through to the... Yeovil got through to the playoff final, and they played Brentford and, and won. So... Yeah. Um, that seems like a long, long time ago now. <laughs> Think where Sheffield United went after that. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, big gap between them now. But uh, yeah, they'll be back, I'm sure. Might be a while, but they'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for Talking Points this week. Um, end of part one. In part two, we'll be back with Wonders of White. A relegation themed quiz for Liam. And uh, who am I with a bit of a twist? So it will be back in two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's View from Silent podcast. Uh, we're going to have some fun now uh, with the Wonders of White. Uh, so Bruno Fernandes has scored his 50th Manchester United goal in all competitions Yesterday, um, that's 22 more than any other player in the same um, time frame of when he made his debut. So Rashford is on 28, I believe. Wow. Um, so that just goes to show how big of a player Fernandez is for Manchester United. I'm, I'm not going to make the obvious comment and ask how many penalties were involved, but... Do you know how many penalties were involved? 49 of the 50 <laughs> were penalties. <laughs> um The next one. So three of the five biggest wins in the EFL this season have come from Fulham. So they've beaten Blackburn, Reading and Luton 7-0 this season. The amount of goals they've scored. Hundred, what did you say? Hundred, hundred, hundred and six. So they broke a record for most goals scored in the championship, and then Mitrovic broke a record for most goals scored in one season in the championship. Forty-three goals with with a game left as well. So yeah, yeah, mad. Yeah, fair play. I mean, yeah, worthy champion. Uh, Watford have lost 11 home games in a row, which is a new Premier League record. Imagine paying to watch that. Yeah, you wouldn't be happy if you're a season ticket holder, would you? Um, For that to be worse than Villa's 2015-2016 season, you know, I feel for them. That was bad. So, uh, yeah, 11 in a row. And uh, this one actually goes back to last week. Um, so Manchester United and Chelsea is now the most outright drawn game in the Premier League, with 25 of the meetings ending in draws. Always a dull game, isn't it? Chelsea and United. Always very close. <laughs> so, next, Liam, I have a quiz for you, and it's a relegation theme quiz. Excellent. And this is themed around the Premier League years, I would say. Some of these are pretty difficult, I'm not going to lie. I've had to throw in a few there that are obvious just to make sure that your score looks uh, <laughs> decent at the end. 
It's nice to know you have faith in me. So, yeah. i a few easy ones for you. Yeah. yeah, okay, let's do this. So question one, which team have been relegated the most from the Premier League? Oh, I did. I I think it is Norwich. I think I saw that. So, yeah, so they were, actually, I believe they were um, on five. Um and they were they were already in the lead for relegation, so they've actually added to that to make it six now. It's hard um, Irish fan, isn't it? No, it's not not good. Um so uh name all six teams that have never been relegated from the Premier League. Well it used to be better, but it was seven I mean, until five years ago, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was. Thanks. So, um, so there's six left. So we've got Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs. And which one have I missed? Everton. Everton is correct. Yes. <clears throat> um, which manager has been relegated the most times from the Premier League? Ooh. Now that is tricky. I will give you a clue. It's not a recent manager. Okay. Not a recent manager. I'm going to go old school and go Dave Bassett. Because I've never looked down a few times. Yeah, it was Dave Bassett. Three times he's been relegated. That's not bad for a guess, that. No, no. Very good, very good. Trying to think of the teams I saw that you'd relegated. I I, re- I basically remember one being Leicester City. Yeah, Leicester Palace, and there was another one. I can't remember who it was now. It might be Ipswich. Um, in two thousand and eight, Derby were re- relegated with a record lowest points score. But how many points was it? Oh, now we're going back, aren't we? It was nothing. I mean, they won one game, didn't they? Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Close. It was 11. But you were right. They won one game and drew eight. I, I remember that season. I saw a fact not so long ago that they were unbeaten against Newcastle that season. <laughs> Which you just, yeah. Yeah. Made me chuckle. This, this, this one, I have clues. Um, so... Uh, we said which was the manager that's been most relegated, but which player has been relegated the most? And it's five times he's been at a club and they've been relegated from the Premier League. Oh. Again, think late 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Be I can list the teams that he played, that he was relegated with, um. if needed. Right, late nineties, early noughties. Well, I would say late, mid to late nineties. Okay, but I, to be fair, I think the first two that he was at, I don't think he was like a regular. I think he was quite young. Okay. Okay, so we're looking at sort of late nineties to mid noughties when he sort of. Playing a lot. I don't know. This is quite difficult. But like, give me a few clubs that he went down with. You don't have to give. I'll give you them all. It's fine. So Palace, Wimbledon, Ipswich, Charlton, and Portsmouth. 
I have got no idea. I'm gonna go for. I'll give you, I'll give you one more clue before you say it. Okay. He was a centre back. Well. Oh God, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Kenny Cunningham because I remember him playing for Wimbledon. Not quite. So it was Herman Horidison. Of course it was. Um. I've all about him. That is a blast from the past. It was a blast from the past. So Portsmouth is probably where he's most known. Charlton and Portsmouth for us would probably be where he's most known. Palace and Wimbledon was a bit of a... When I checked his stats on Wikipedia, he didn't really play that much for them because I think he was a youngster at the time. Um, So it's probably a bit unfair... That he, that he is the most relegated player in history when I think he only played a handful of games for both teams. Oh, uh, no, on your CV, that is it. No. Um, but yeah, we probably know him from the Portsmouth team that yeah. got relegated. Um, this this one um, I expect you to get. So, <laughs> what was the year that Aston Villa were relegated from to the Championship? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. Sorry, I was, I was clutching at this point. <laughs> Uh, it was 2015-2016 uh, season. It was, yeah. This next one blew my mind, even though it only happened five years ago. Okay. So who was the manager when Sunderland were, were relegated in the 2016-2017 season? Who was the manager when they were relegated? Again, oh. I have I have <laughs> one clue for you. Yeah, okay, go on then. So he is actually managing in the Premier League right this minute. God. Um, who would it have been? They went through so many managers back then. And, and around that time, all I can think about is Paolo Di Canio was there. <laughs> and it wasn't him. And Dick Advocat was there. And it wasn't him. Oh my god, they had so many managers, didn't they? There's Gus Poyet as well. I thought I thought it was He was there, yeah. No, he was there, yeah. But it's obviously not because he's not managing no. the Premier League now. Um Oh I don't know. I'm gonna have to give up on that one. I don't know. I'll give you I can give you one more clue. Go on then. He manages a team in London. Manages a team in London. Oh, it's got it's got to be Moyes, hasn't it? God, it's got to be David Moyes. It is David Moyes. Didn't even remember. Didn't even remember that happening. No, and you know, them... I couldn't even remember the other day. I was reading an interview with him when he was saying that West Ham should never have let me go, and I was thinking, what is he talking about? He's at West yeah. Ham, but they sacked him and then yeah. brought him back, and that didn't was man- three years ago. Didn't he manage a team in Spain, like Real Sociedad or something? Or he am did. I just making that up? No, he did go out there. I, I had a look the other day, and he didn't actually do badly out there. Um, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was like, yeah, I think it might have been Ralph Sofie Dad. And they were bottom of the league when he took charge, and he ended up mid-table with them. And and then they let him go the next season. But yeah, I've, I'd forgotten all about that, <laughs> all about him being Sunderland manager. So this 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 one I think you'll get. Um, but the, I was really struggling at this point. Um, so which founding member of the Premier League just being relegated to the National League. 
Um, that was Oldham. Yes, it is Oldham. Sad for them. A good club been ruined by bad ownership, unfortunately for them. So um, you did pretty well. To be fair, you got the Dave Bassett one right, which I thought you'd get wrong. That was a big fluke. And you got the Derby County one wrong, and I thought you'd get that one right. Um, but you got Horidison wrong as well, so you only got two wrong. So that's, that's all right. You did pretty well. I will take that. And it was w- within theme of of the talking points of relegation. So yeah. There you go. Right. So um, Liam's next up with Who Am I? But I've oh, yeah. been told it's a bit different. There, there is a slight twist this week. Um, so basically, what I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a few statements before, um, just so you know uh, a, a few facts about this player and, and the way that I'm gonna do it. So, so what I can tell you, yeah, is that this player has played for seven clubs in total. Mm-hmm. He has retired, and I'm going in reverse order. Oh, we're going back. We're moonwalking. I'm going to start with the club that he retired at, right? But what I'm going to do is, rather than read them all out, yeah, I'm going to read you the first three. Yeah. If you get it right, I'll give you five points. Okay. And then I'll give you another one, and if you get it right, it's four points, and then three, then two, and then one for all the clubs. Going for one, then. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Excellent. So... His, the last three clubs he played for, so in order. So the club he retired at was Bolton Wanderers. Right. And the two clubs that came before that were Newcastle Jets and Aston Villa. Five points. Can you tell me who that is? Uh, Newcastle Jets. This is kind of right up my alley because I actually big, do. I'm a big fan <laughs> of, of the A League. So. I am a, a connoisseur of. Um, of. Um, the A League. Um, and. There were probably. I'm, I'm assuming he's probably English because if he. Um, did you say it was Bolton? Jets and then Villa. Yes. This would have been around This is there's not many English players that have played for the Newcastle Jets. There's one really obvious one. Oh, and he actually he actually didn't do too bad over there. Um but I believe he also signed for the A-League the same time as another really, really good player. So he was outshot. The only player I think of. So can I guess? Or So if I guess, am I completely out? No, no, I will carry on. Okay. You're one guess per round. I it's Emil Heskey. Oh, yeah. It is Emil Heskey. Yes. I yes. I, I, I didn't know whether Newcastle Jets was too big a hint. Now looking back, yes, it is. Um, but I'd forgotten he played for Bolt Wanderers entirely. I've tried to forget he played for Villa, um, but sadly it's still there in the memory. It really okay. worked out for him at Villa, did it? Never, no, signed by O'Neill, nine goals in 92 games, kind of says it all really. And then um, obviously his other teams before that, Wigan Athletic, uh, Birmingham City, Liverpool and Leicester. 
Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have gone the other way <laughs> either. Who was the other way out of interest? Who was the other player? Yeah. I'm trying to think who it was. Because I know, I know there's an England, an old England player out there as man. No, he wasn't English. It was. Um, Because my other thought was Newcastle Jets. Um, I can't remember whether that's the team that Robbie Fowler played for, but I know he went out to... Uh, Robbie yeah. Fowler played for Perth Glory. Perth Glory, there you go. Yeah, so my, a, my A-League knowledge isn't quite that's as good. That's the team that I follow. I shouldn't, oh, I shouldn't have... The, uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm trying to think... It was. It was someone really like at the end of their sort of. Um... Del Piero went out there. That's it. That's who it was. Yeah, and I they... think David Villa went out there as well for a bit. I think it was. They all signed. I can't... There's a pit. There's a famous picture of Emil Heskey, and I think it is with Del Piero. Um, I think they played for different. I think Del Piero played for. Um, hang on, I am going to Google it quickly. I'm going to see if there is an actual picture of Emil Heskey and Del Piero because they shouldn't be sharing the same pitch. Because yeah, Del Piero oh, played. There is, there is. There yes. They're together. They, they together. They are. They're sort of cross arms staring at each other. Yeah. So he signed for. I think Del Piero signed for Sydney. And Heskey signed for the A for the Newcastle Jets. That they, they were like the first two big sort of European players to come over and play yeah. um, in the A League. Um, because the A League, I'm not sure if you are, but they've got like a cap on wage, same, same sort of thing as um, America. Yeah. So although they are allowed more, I know America only allowed like three players, I think, on a, above the wage cap, but. Um, yeah, there is a famous photo, if anyone's seen it, of uh, Del Piero and Heskey standing next to each other. <laughs> I would urge you to Google it. Yeah, one one of the greatest players of a generation. Standing yeah, on, standing next to Del Piero. Del Piero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, interesting. I I didn't I I've never seen that before. So um, yeah, it, that's it, made me really laugh. The, the thing is with the A League, um, it's on very early in the morning. So yeah. unless you've got some some reason to be up that early um i you have children um then you wouldn't really be catching it um yeah. i don't know if you if you fancy it, it, it is that the melbourne teams seem to sort of dominate at the moment and the team i follow perfectly are actually rock bottom at the moment and eight points off um but there's no um no relegation there, there are new teams in their MacArthur FC, I don't know that they've um, they've joined the A League this season, and I think they've got more teams joining in the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, and I, I think that should be your task for the remainder of the season is to find me an A League team to follow, preferably that isn't Perth Glory. I mean, let's be honest, let's have some rivalry. Well, yeah, well they're uh, they're eight points off, so I wouldn't. Uh, 
Maybe next season we should we should have an A League segment to the team. To the yeah, it's podcast. a bit weird because they obviously their their league runs different to um, their twenty five games in at the moment. So, um, but they have got some players out there that you know people. Sturridge know. there at the minute, I think. Although uh, it, it might be coming to an end. Uh, Lafondra plays out there. He plays for Sydney. Nice. Um. Craig Noon, remember him? Yeah. He plays for one of the new... He plays for MacArthur out there. Um, Gary Hooper. Blimey, yeah. He plays (laughs) plays for Phoenix out there. Um, Jay O'Shea, another ex. Yeah. um, He's out there. Um, uh, uh, Mariapa. Oh, blimey, I thought he'd retired a long time ago. Rodwell. Rodwell's playing for... Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, so yeah, they have got you know they've got a few. Um, They're trying to do an MLS thing, aren't they, and, and get some sort of bigger. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, they are getting it out there. Carl Jenkinson, remember him? He's yeah, playing for Melbourne City. England international, no less. Yeah, Man United's ex player Scott Wooten. Playing Phoenix. I'm just literally going down the list of players. <laughs> we are starting to scrape the barrel a little, a little bit there. With, uh, I mean, I've never heard of Scott Wooden before. Apologies to United fans, but no, I couldn't tell you what position he played. Adama Traore, not the Adama Traore, <laughs> not that one. He's the is the wish the wish version of Adama Traore. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is good league. Good league. It was good last season, season four, because Perth were doing actually really well. Uh, but no, not so. so yeah. Right, that's it. Anything else? Um, just just to say that uh, it, it's Villarreal Liverpool tonight, and um, when we started recording this, uh, it was comfortable Villarreal all over them, 2-0 up, and they've performed an incredible miracle, Liverpool, and come back, and they're free to up at the minute. So, um, Let's go catch the final sort of ten minutes of that, I think. Yeah, Villarreal have had someone sent off as well. Oh, have they? I'm, I'm, I missed that. I just Etienne, thought... Etienne Capoue has been sent off. Ah, there you go. But yeah, they look like they've been tuned up as well. Tuned up first half. So it's going to be down to who they play, isn't it? Madrid and Man City tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will speak next week.